This episode of Unsweetened and Unfiltered is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash unsweetened and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a free title, and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash unsweetened. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Audible. I have long commutes, ladies, on the metro train. I don't want to lug around all my books that I'm reading, so I just download Audible on my phone, and I just download the book that I want to read. So make sure you visit the site at audibletrial.com slash unsweetened. Welcome to episode two of Unsweetened and Unfiltered. Happy Muslim Women's Day, ladies. Can we just give a huge shout out to Amani from Muslim Girl from, for creating this incredible day that's intended to highlight Muslim women in our community that are doing incredible things. I mean, this isn't just a hashtag, guys. Like, I don't want just everybody just saying hashtag Muslim Women's Day. I mean, it's a movement. We have MTV that's going to be shouting us out. Refinery that's going to have a segment on us. Like, all of these great, like, even um, that, what is that, Vogue? They're going to also have wow. a segment. Vogue ought to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's incredible. I mean, she was able to get everybody, almost everybody yeah. on board to recognize us. And, and it's a day that's so needed because I feel like this year Muslim women came out. Yeah. And they did their thing and they did it so well. I mean, can we give ourselves a pat on the I back? Know, look at our podcast. Look at us. But <laughs> really, like, we have two Muslim women in Congress this year. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. And that's, it's like yeah. Muslim women are taking over, guys. Well, wait, let's not scare the people. And then they say, oh, my God, these <laughs> podcasts, Sharia law and everything. But So how have you been? I've been was, good, yeah. honestly. Um, well, I'm just excited for today. We're Me releasing too. an episode. We have a special guest. Recording days are my favorite. They are. Yeah. Well, I get to see you. Yeah. Well, I see you a lot now. <laughs> I know. I, you guys, I literally live at Zaina's house. You like, do. I honestly. think you're home more than I am. I'm always like coming home, rushing home, like, sorry, you got to go see Zaina. And then I just, I don't know. It's nice. I, I love, love it. This. No, I do too. I well, love I it. do. Um, so on Instagram, we told you guys to ask us some personal questions. You guys played it a little safe. I'm shocked, but hey, we got uh, some I like questions. that. I, I like yeah. safe questions. I was like, dang, I was waiting for them to go in on us and ask yeah. us really deep questions. But, you know, again, we have so many more episodes coming up. And like we said in our intro episode, Zayn and I are always going to like somehow unravel with each episode. Oh, yeah. We're I'm getting, relate. I feel like we're already getting more comfortable as we record each episode. Yeah. So I feel like it'll um, get better. We're also going to announce the giveaway winner. Yes. Can't forget about that. Yes. So stay tuned. Um, do you want to just dive into these questions? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. Yeah. So the first one, which was a really good one, was what is the goal for this podcast? I think we kind of went over it in the introduction you episode, did, yes. but I'm always down to like reiterate it. Do you want to take it? Yeah. yeah. So our goal is to basically create a space where women can come, share their stories, uh, talk about what's going on in their lives, experiences that they've been through, and kind of create like a movement where no one feels alone, kind of connecting our experiences and connecting us as people together i like that because i always notice like when you know we have our small circle of girls and we go out once in a while shout out to our favorite restaurant coast in yes. chicago yes. We like we're always out there eating sushi and everything and that's when we like you know we just chill and we sit back and we talk and we event and then i'm like you know i really truly feel for the girls that maybe don't have that circle they of don't friends. have that group of people yeah. yeah or a support group maybe they do have friends but they don't feel 100 percent comfortable venting or whatnot and then there's those girls that feel like they're the only ones going through something and they're not and i want to reassure them trust no. me 
we all have our bad di- bad days. Yeah. I had a freaking mental breakdown in my like work today. You know, you just yeah. go to the bathroom, you cry a little bit, and then you and come then you out, run back refreshed. to the office. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like I don't know. I wanted this podcast to just be for those type of girls that just needed to listen to the stories of others. Maybe you're not comfortable sharing your own story yet, but and trust we also me. want to give like yeah. little hints of inspiration for people who need it. Also share like the positives yes. that are going on in our community because there's a lot of that. There is, yeah, especially nowadays. There's a lot. We might talk about the taboo topics, but I never want to take away from the amazing part of our you know community and the good that we've done so far so hopefully we can achieve that with this podcast yeah um so let's move on to the next one uh what have you both done to overcome your feelings of doubt or the feeling of not being satisfied with meeting your own personal expectations that kind of ties into the next question too kind of it says how do you feel content and confident in a time and age where expectations continue to climb Okay, well, I could think I can answer this. Yeah. So I have to constantly remind myself. So in my career, I'm not where I want to be. And I know this is not the position that I want to be in for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But I also have to remind myself a lot that like, it's a step to where I want to go. And I made it this far as, you know, getting into my career in journalism and taking a little while to feel comfortable getting into that field. And then now as a producer, I have to remind myself like, you didn't make it somewhere like yeah. you're not you're not at step zero you're, you're at step 10 and hopefully it'll get to you know step 15 step 20 you just have to keep reminding yourselves of your achievements and how far you've come that's exactly and I think right yeah with social media it's so easy to like compare where you are to where other people are and it's like you don't know what that person has been through to get to where they're at they're yeah, at. because nobody's posting their blueprints of their dream exactly. and their passion and honestly even us with the with this podcast we had our fair share of stress and trouble oh, yeah. putting it together but does anybody know no really yeah. i remember really. when we hit like 100 instagram followers on, like, on hey. instagram i like message you i'm like we have 100 it's just like celebrating the baby steps exactly you know you have to remind yourself like you're doing it as long as you're working toward what you want to you know achieve I think you're fine and you have to keep just telling yourself that and that's the thing like I cannot ever I never want to compare myself to the people on Instagram that have like the over 100k followers and whatnot like they it took them a while to get there things do not happen overnight starts a project and wake up the next morning with a million followers and and, you know what actually with our page I've noticed we were following a lot of amazing women that literally only have like 2k followers oh, yeah. but they're like so badass yeah. and doing so much oh yeah so it's like do not compare yourself to those who you but constantly so see on your hard feed not to sometimes it is so I mean yeah I gotta be real it's hard not to because I even look everything, at everything not even like career wise when you look at like oh she has a nice body oh she has a nice car oh look at her diamond ring it's huge it's so easy not to like I started going to the gym again. Oh, I'm in Tanya. I really did. I was like, you know what? I need to do something because, yeah, we live in Chicago, but summer is technically still around the corner. But I mean, you do look at those girls and like, I mean, Kylie Jenner just freaking posted a photo of her saying natural. And I'm like, I mean, you can use that as like motivation, but like not as a standard, I think. No, honestly, not as a standard. So I think the most healthiest thing that you could do is just keep um patting yourself on the back look at the little achievements that you've done thus far just like yeah, Dana said absolutely. don't look at how far you have to go because trust me nobody's journey is ever gonna end so it's always gonna be you're always gonna just keep looking far ahead and yeah. you're gonna disappoint yourself just look at the now make a list of yeah. everything you've achieved and I think that's a good like reminder of like exactly you are doing what you have to do yeah so. that's I mean and yeah it's 2019 but you can still keep yourself a journal and write down oh, yeah. stuff in like a diary oh, yeah. honestly it's it's nice to look back on 
Um, so let's move to the next question. Your messages are powerful. Have you ever considered having a girls youth club to empower them? That's a really good idea. A great idea. But I think this podcast is kind of like an online youth group. Yeah, I never want not even for youth, but like for everyone. It's just yeah. a group. But even for little girls, we might be talking about sometimes mature topics. But at the same time, like this is I kind of want this for the little girls of our community. Yeah. Like because I know? wish I had this when I was growing up. I didn't. I yeah, had like I nothing to look up to. No one to look up no. to. Especially because when we were little, social media really kind of didn't exist. Exactly. It wasn't, you know, maybe MySpace. But girl, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. we didn't have anything like this to look up to. We didn't. No. And no. we didn't have like a platform that highlighted women who are doing good, especially like women of color that are doing good yeah it was always who you saw on tv and who we saw on tv growing up aren't people like us no so it was just hard to like relate to someone bigger you know what yeah. i mean and i feel like hopefully i mean if you have daughters if you have cousins if you have you know whatever like let them listen to the podcast and, i know. You know let them you know we'll keep it pg as much as possible <laughs> we will, we will. <laughs> but it's like i just don't want to get ahead of ourselves and i think sometimes it's great to dream big but at the same time like i really want to put all of our energy into this podcast yeah and, and we let are. it flourish and let it I'm, blossom i'm exhausted i'm, but I'm really i'm exhausted. having fun but i'm exhausted yeah you guys seriously stress oh my god <laughs> i'm like dead but thank you so much for that because that's really nice like i try my best to always like spread positive messages online dana you too which are i love your sarcasm online <laughs> like someone needs a good laugh um the next question was is this podcast for women only so we've been getting this a lot you what know, do you think it's funny uh my brothers were like, oh, hey, can we follow you on Instagram? And I'm like, yes. Same. Like, it's not a female only. The podcast base, the base of the podcast is to highlight women in our community. But it's not just for women. No. No. Like, that's exactly what you said. Like, we're going to bring on women to speak and say their stories because I don't think there's enough platforms for that. There's never going to be enough platforms for that. I think we should always highlight the voices of the women of our community. But I think um, this podcast is meant to be inclusive. And what I mean by that is we want the men of our community to listen to our podcast and learn yeah learn, learn from learn their stories so much like i want you guys to hear us out and see what we go through and whatnot but i think that was a great question and it was actually a guy that asked that yeah. too and i think I it's think it's, easy fair. To, it's gonna bridge the gap between like the male and females in our community and hopefully like just connect people in a way and, and for people to understand like what we go through on a daily basis or what we go through in certain situations. It's good for them to understand that. I think. Yeah. No matter what, we always have to stand together in our community. It's never men against women and women against exactly, men. Exactly. Yeah. Never. So shout out to the guys that are following us. Shout out to the ones who weren't shy and actually like listen to our podcast. Somebody asked, like, do, are they trespassing? And I kind of understand why they would feel that way. I mean, yeah, yeah granted, we're going to talk about some female only topics, but still, it's yeah, never going to get that personal where you're going to say yeah, they're never going to feel awkward. Um, we got one question about if we received criticism since Ooh. starting this podcast. And I don't think we have. I have I not received not one. But I don't comment. know why we would. Because everybody has an opinion, Zaina. Yeah. And nobody's going to always. And that's another thing. Nobody's always going to support you. There's going to be people out there that right. are going to criticize you. And you yeah. cannot let that bring you we down. We had one of our posts uh, reported, but oh. I think that may have been... I'm hoping... I'm just trying to give like, I'm that person that's the benefit Instagram of the doubt. Being I think petty. it was like maybe an accident or something. But like when it comes to criticism, I don't think we've received any. And who knows, maybe in the future we will. But I just hope that people understand the reason that we're doing this. Yeah. And, and I think once they understand the reason and, and kind of the platform behind this idea... 
they wouldn't criticize or they wouldn't have anything negative to say. Maybe just overall, we come with good intentions. Our yeah, intentions are I always know, pure. Exactly. We're not here to bash our culture or bring up the bad things or whatnot. We're going to have a lot of positive episodes. Yeah. And, you know, this episode that we're, we're filming with Lisa, our, our guest. You just announced Sorry, like- <laughs> we're talking to a girl named Lisa. You don't know who she is yet. But you, I think her... Everybody I knows. Know. You just said her. Everybody knows Lisa. But I feel like once you hear her story, you're going to realize that like, oh, it's it's such a positive, feel-good story. Yeah. At least to me, I was like... It oh, is. Like, I mean, she's very... Might as well introduce her, Zaina, since you let the cat out of the bag. Who, so, Who says cat out of the bag? I don't know. You, you come <laughs> I up work with like corporate the America slogans, <laughs> like catchphrases. It's like the American. But on today's episode, we are speaking to Lisa Vogel. She is an award-winning international fashion photographer and the founder of Verona Collection, modest fashion brand. Lisa began her career as a fashion photographer, working with modest fashion brands across the globe. Verona quickly became one of the largest e-commerce Islamic fashion brands in the U.S. and the U.K. and has since been featured in notable publications like Refinery21, NPR, Fusion, and Huffington Post. Shout out to Lisa for yes. doing it. And, I mean, now she has the big news where she's actually in store. She's in an Macy's store in Michigan. Yes. And hopefully one day in all the Macy stores. Yeah. But it's incredible. Before we get to her, um, we definitely want to shout out our giveaway winner. Yes. Thank you guys for everybody that, you know, submitted the comments and whatnot. Zane and I love giveaways, so we're going to just probably have them like every oh, week. Oh, yeah, I love giveaways. I love giveaways. It's just fun. I feel like Santa Claus over here. But uh, <laughs> our winner. Muslim Santa Claus. Right. Our winner is Hena Munir Kelly. Sorry. Zayna, <laughs> you guys, Zena's always offbeat. Literally. I know. <laughs> I just said I'm announcing her and she does the drum roll. I, I'm so out I'm of done. It. You gotta go to bed. Okay. <laughs> winner again is henna underscore Munir underscore Pally. Shout out to you, girl. Yay, you congratulations. Um, she won a copy of A Woman is No Man. You're gonna love this book. By Itoff Room. You guys, if you didn't listen to that episode, please do because it was a good episode. Yeah, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but we got so many yeah. great comments because that was an amazing first oh, episode. Yeah. And it was we a good it place off. to start. And yeah. she's so amazing. But let's go talk to Lisa now. Yeah, let's dive into her. it. Definitely. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, girl. Thank you for having me. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. Happy Doing Muslim good. Women's Day to you. You too. You too. I feel like we have so much to talk about in this episode, but I kind of want to go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. 2011, when you converted to Islam. I always find it beautiful, like hearing convert stories, because Dunya and I were fortunate enough to have been born into this religion. But hearing people from the outside who stumbled upon Islam, I find those stories so beautiful. Yeah, and we say fortunate more so because, of course, we respect all faiths, but it's just easier to be born Muslim. But here you have somebody that wasn't born into this religion, and now you're Muslim. So I think we don't, maybe we don't have to go dive deep into the story, but what was the one thing that attracted you to Islam? And you're like, wow, this is calling my name. This is calling my heart. And, you know, I want to learn more about it. You know, I think uh, growing up Christian is um, one I've always been like very, you know, 
I would say for back of a letter term religious. Um, but I was always questioning Christianity growing up, like, you know, what happens if, uh, you know, you don't read the Bible or you doomed to hell, you know, all these questions. Um, I, the answers I found in Islam. So it was something that, um, everything that was uneasy in my heart, Islam answered those questions. Um, and like, I'll never forget the day I took my Shahada. Um, you know, I walked into the masjid on my own and Juma prayer and I prayed to God to please give me a sign. And after Juma, I went out to my car and I just felt a sense of peace. And I went in and found the first sister I could find. I was like, I want to take my Shahada. You know, that's so <laughs> like, beautiful. Uh, I had no idea like how big of a deal it would be for everybody at the masjid. And like everybody like swarms me. Girl, you're <laughs> like, like the local celebrity for that yeah. day, for that hour. It's like, a huge, because, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, this is a big deal. Religion is. is a big deal. It's you're not just changing your name or whatnot. You're changing your faith. Um, especially because, I mean, all of our faiths are intertwined. It's just little differences here and there, but it's still a huge step in your life. Absolutely. A, a, hu- a different yeah. path. Yeah. So it kind of almost opened the doors for you for creating the modest fashion line. And you, I mean, you were an award-winning photographer. So you also tra- transitioned what you were taking photos of and you kind of took it a step further as well. Yeah. So right when I took my Shahada was right when I was in photography school and I thought I was going to be going towards mainstream fashion photography. And I realized that that's not what I wanted to be promoting as a Muslim woman. So I kind of discovered the whole um, field of modest fashion. And I started working with brands overseas and magazines and bloggers. Um, But you know, I got married and had two kids and I couldn't travel the world like I was, uh, as you know, with, with my photography. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go towards my real passion and that's designing. And so I founded the company with Ella Amus, um, who's a, you know, born Muslim, Palestinian Muslim. And we both had the same struggles that finding modest fashion was very difficult. So we launched, um, in February, 2015. Yeah, I mean, can I say that, Zaina, you struggle going to the mall oh, even for non-hijabis. We can't find yeah. anything. I mean, I remember the days of, like, being in middle school and high school and, like, going to a wedding and have to, like, scour the mall with my mom trying to find, like, an undershirt that could go under my dress. And it, although, like, and it has to the be, colors yeah. never really it's so difficult. It was just so difficult. And it's so nice now that, like... And then it doesn't look good when you no, add it all doesn't. those, like, doesn't. Doesn't. You could be wearing the most beautiful dress, but the undershirt could just kill it. Like, yes. Exactly. But it's so nice that like women now have the opportunity of going online or going into stores and finding like a modern, a modest brand dedicated to them. I think it's so incredible. That's exactly why it's called, I would say, modest and not a hijabi fashion line. You opened the doors Mm -hmm. and allowed the non-hijabis to also shop from your line and feel like, hey, there's something that we can actually buy. Was that your goal? I mean, to just have it open and available for everybody. It's not just exclusive. Yeah. So we wanted, there was two like, you know, social aspects behind it is we wanted to make modest fashion more accessible and for anybody, whether you're Muslim or not, um, or maybe not even wanting it for any religious reasons at all. You just like the fashion. Um, and then we also wanted to, you know, with Muslim women specifically, um, we wanted them to be proud and confident in who they are in this country with obviously the climate that we live in. And so there was two, you know, social aspects that we wanted, um, you know, to achieve. 
Yeah, because, I mean, the hijab is such a beautiful thing, and you just don't want it to be an obstacle in your life at all, and you've allowed it, you've allowed the doors to open to have hijabis feel like they are included and they are being seen, and I think that's so important. And exactly. That I brings think us, having yeah. it more accessible makes more people inclined to wear the hijab and, and to wear modest clothes. That's an amazing point. That really is. I mean, you probably didn't want to take on all that responsibility, Lisa, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> girl, that's amazing. Cause that's so, that's such a great point. Yeah. Zaina. Like you've allowed other people, like there are no obstacles as a hijabi. I can actually, my lifestyle when it comes to clothing is possible. I can, you know, look normal and look cute and all that. And st- exactly. And still look cute. Yeah, yeah. That's the most important thing. Exactly. And your collection is cute. cute. It is Very so cute. Exactly. I love it. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Non-hijabis, we can rock it too. But it's exactly. I also, that's amazing that you were available online in Macy's. Like, how did that happen? I mean, that's wow. So when we launched the brand, you know, we really had a goal to become, you know, the first modest fashion brand and in launch in an American department store. It's extremely, you know, difficult to get in a department store. Um, and so I did a lot of research and you really have to be successful in your own right before they even take you seriously. So we just really focused on building our brand. Um, and alhamdulillah, we, we took off uh, faster than I had expected. Um, two years in, we found the workshop at Macy's. It's for women and minority owned businesses. And their goal of the workshop is to help businesses like Verona understand how to work with a major retailer. Um, during the workshop, we were able to sell our product in Herald Square in New York City, which is their flagship store in Macy's. Um, and, you know, hijabis came out and they supported big time. Uh, and the buyers the at Macy's. <laughs> That's right. And, um, you know, they came out and supported and, um, the Macy's buyers were able to see firsthand the need and demand for modest clothing. And, uh, from there, the conversation started and one year later, alhamdulillah, we launched. That's, that's wow. Like it's, it's great because it's like, there's a two, there's two sides to this success story. The fact that you are a go-getter, you didn't wait for a major brand retailer to come to you. You went to them. I mean, granted they offered that, but you went and you seek you that opportunity. You had, exactly. exactly. And then you have our community who came out full force and supported you. And Completely. it was hard for, yeah, for Macy's not to notice that. So it, there, it shows that there was a need for this modest fashion in today's world. Um, and also congratulations because now you're actually in store in yes. Dearborn. That's yes. yeah. <laughs> I am so jealous of these Michigan girls. Like it, it's just even just the feel of it to walk into a store and seeing a, a Muslim a creator and, yeah. have her brand, have her line right in the store. You know what I mean? And it's, it's great because it's actual, it's clothes and it's clothing and it, it like tailors to the woman of our community. So it's not just... I don't know, kitchen appliances. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's It's an everyday essential. (laughs) Yeah. So how important do you find it that when it comes to major retailers to actually consult and take on and bring on a Muslim woman as a creator rather than them creating the clothes and having us be the models for their clothes? Well, I mean, so when you take a brand like Nike, um, it's, it has its positives where they are showing Muslim women being represented. Um, but there is a little bit of a negative aspect to it. And it's that they are, 
you know, are they just tapping into the Muslim community from a business standpoint? Um, you know, I still, overall, I, I still am thankful that they're doing it because Absolutely. positive representation is great all around. Yes. Um, but you know, with Macy's, they're putting their money where their mouth is. They are investing in a Muslim run and Muslim owned business. Um, it was, you know, created by two Muslim women and, you know, we have a third partner now. Um, he lives in the UK and they're investing in our community. They're not just, it's not just about the dollar. They care about the representation and how, uh, we're portrayed. They, they, they seek us for knowledge to make sure that they're being sensitive to our community and representing us in the best way forward. So, um, it really is. And, you know, they could have easily saw all of the demand and went and came out with the model sign themselves. They have their own brands under Macy's label. They could have easily done that, but they decided to invest in a Muslim business. And, and I hope this becomes a domino effect for other major retailers, like you said, just such as Nike and other huge brands, where bring us on as creatives. Let us work with you. Exactly. Um, yeah, because other than that, it's almost kind of like a marketing com- campaign. And we, we're oh, in, yeah, you we know, put one hijabi in a, in a photo shoot and they think that's enough. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's, that's we not, need more than that. We need more dedication. Yeah. So we're and not all Muslim women are yeah. hijabis, you know, exactly. only half of us. So <laughs> you, there's so many Muslim women walking around and you'll never know they're Muslim, you know? So it's like, it's not just the hijab that the Muslim yeah. women need. They need modest tops. They need modest yeah. dresses. They need oh, modest, yeah. you know? So it's not just the hijab. It's not like that's all they wear all day long. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know right? so, like there's so. some girl parties that you, you know, you want to enjoy with your girls. You want a little cute and you want the cute clothes that go along with it. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's just, amazing i i'm just looking forward to seeing what else macy's has to offer when it comes to you your brand i really hope i really would love to see them in chicago and everywhere else oh, absolutely so inshallah the community of michigan goes out and continues to support you and, and sure. to have a domino effect hopefully that's, <laughs> yeah that's all we want because girl chicago we have a huge Arabi population we Arabi do and Muslim. Big Muslim po- yeah we do but I, yeah what were you gonna say Zana? i was thinking like just how amazing you must feel and how like accomplished you must feel from like having these ideas in your head and then putting them down to paper and then you know time goes by and then walking into a Macy's store and seeing your brand like that's I think I would like just break down and cry yeah so how do you I had that yeah how does it feel like truly yeah how does I mean the day of I don't even know if I actually like it absorbed I was so busy where it was like everybody was pulling me in every direction possible that I'm like oh okay we just have this like launch party to get through and then like like, it was just like I was so tired because people don't see the behind the scenes stuff it's like Mm -hmm. I had a I had a deadline that I had to meet that night and so I didn't even like you know I had to go back and finish a spreadsheet and stuff and so I, I think sometimes like I, it's not until I'm like have a moment to relax that it absorbs and I'm like, wow, our brand is in store now. Yeah. You know, it, it is just one store, but it's like, it's still, it's still a the, huge accomplishment. Yeah. Like, and, but I, you know, at the end of the day, like it's all from Allah, you know? So like, I can't oh, even yeah. like take the credit because it's like these things, you know, some of the stuff really did just come to us. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, we are so blessed uh, to have these opportunities. So, is there a person that you look up to for like a business in- inspiration, or just like a personal inspiration that helped you kind of navigate your way through this path of getting into Macy's? So- so I reach out to a lot of people all the time. I don't necessarily go to one person for an overall uh, 
advice about business, I go to people that specialize in whatever aspect I need advice on and whether it be legal, accounting, um, everything I like seek out advice based on their specialty. Who's like your personal role model basically, because I feel like that's, I always have that person in my life. And for me, it's like my dad truly, like he's just my greatest inspiration, my greatest role model. And he's just always any idea I have, anything that I'm going through in life, he's just the one person that I can talk to and he can help me out and guide me. And I feel like what you've been through, you probably had that person that was most like, you know, your anchor that helped you and guide guided you because I think that's something that's important within our community to be able to have somebody that you can vent to talk to and have somebody be there for you was did you have somebody like that or did you feel like you were always working on your own with this I mean then your partner yeah other than like my business partners you know I would go to my mom you know for support all the time Uh, she was a single mom and started her own business Um, and so and she ended up you know I saw her work so hard and it became successful and so my mom is somebody that I like really um, you know, admire. And I'm like, if she can do it with three children, I can do it with two. So I constantly looked for her for support. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, mashallah, that because I, I think it's truly important to have a real life role model that's within reach that you can always contact and they can always be there for you. But, um, you also recently announced that you're on an advisory board with imams and leaders. So I also commend you for that. Um, I know it's related to domestic abuse, but we just want to know what's the end goal. Like here you are, you're in a room with imams and leaders. What are they trying to accomplish? So I became on the advisory board for ICNA Relief um, to help uh, victims of domestic victims and survivors of domestic violence. And um, I'm there as a victim of domestic violence um, to be there to help. Uh, them understand, you know, what we are feeling and how they can best uh, approach the situation and help these sisters the best way possible. Um, So it's something that I'm like really uh, thankful to be a part of. And I'm able to take the hardship that I went through and help other women. So I'm really thankful. That that's, that's truly amazing because I think we need more conversations like that because um, when it comes to women and when they are in these situations, it's, they, they do end up leaving these situations, but then it's like, where do they go? And I think this is just a great way, a great resource for them to finally feel like there is somebody out there for them. Someone that can supporting help them. them through the way. That's what they need support through every which way possible. And it's not just like support just for that one day or that first month that they're done, but like lifelong Continuous, support, yes. continuing support. And I commend yeah, people them for do- yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, go, go. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I commend them for bringing a female voice into the conversation. A lot of the times you feel like it's kind of being overtaken by what the guys have to say. and what The, the men female. of our community. Yes, exactly. For sure. Like a bunch so of men deciding someone, how the how we should handle the women. For sure. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And bringing in someone who's been there and done that and, and overcame that. The fact that like you can now guide them onto what these people will need in the future. What they'll need like you know, support wise, emotionally wise, financial wise, like it's so great that they have you on board. And like, I really applaud them for that. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Lisa. 
No, no, I was just going to say that it's like, you know, a lot of people, t- people think that just because the woman's out of the situation that it's just like, okay, she's done. She can go about her life. No, it's far from that. She needs emotional, emotional support, financial support. She needs legal support because abusive men do not stop at their fists. It is all about power and control and they will do everything they can to try to hurt them. And I can be a personal testament that I still to this day deal with my ex, uh, yeah. whether it's trying to use the children, uh, for means of getting back at you because he can't have you or trying to, you know, financially like break you, you know, whatever it is. And so what this organization is doing is they're really trying to help the women get on their feet and be self-sufficient away from their abuser. And that's how they, they know that she won't go back to him. Yeah. Um, So so, yeah, definitely a pat on the back for our community leaders for realizing that this is much needed. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, because it's not just exclusive to only our community, it's also in other communities, but it's nice to see that our mosque, our imams and leaders are taking a step forward and they're including the voices of women and the victims that have dealt with this um, part of the story. But for you, I mean, yeah, you went through a very dark time in your life, but how did you find the light? How did you come out of this darkness and find your success? And also, congratulations, you just recently got married. So that's amazing. That's such Thank, yeah. you. Thank you. Thank so, you. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, like after I left, you know, my ex husband, um, you know, people don't realize how much of a toll it takes on you emotionally. You know, you don't want to do anything and it's so hard to get motivated. And I really used Verona as a way to like, um, find my strength. It was something that I was excited about. I was passionate about, and it gave me a positive outlet and it was in some way very healing. Um, you know, but I also, I also cried a lot. I talked talk to friends. Um, you know, everybody heals differently and on different, uh, timelines as well. Yes. Um, you know, in some ways like I'm healed, but there's always going to be a part of me that will, that will hold that inside of me. And I don't think, I think in some ways I'm forever changed, but I, I think me being able to help other women, um, it's allowing me to even heal more and help them get through, uh, their situation, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I, for me, it, you know, I, I, Verona was a huge outlet for me. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's like, how did you also open your heart to finding love again? Like after dealing with something so, you know, dark and depressing and it was like, I, like we always agreed, emotional abuse is just as difficult as it's just as heart, bad. Just as I bad actually think it's worse. Or, I think it's worse. Physical. I know. I agree. I agree with you because I think wounds can heal, but words sometimes kind of stay they stuck stick on your you. mind. Yeah. So it kind of brings down your self-esteem and whatnot. But like you said, Verona was the one that pushed you <clears throat> to continue moving forward because once you're rock bottom, I mean, the only other way to go is up and exactly. and that's exactly what you did. That's amazing. That really is. I'm, I really, I'm proud. I don't know you that well and I feel like I do, but I'm so proud of you for like leaving that dark phase of your life and, and moving forward. Well, I mean, like after having gone through so much, I was like finally healed and, um, you know, I didn't really like, I wasn't ready to get married until I started to love myself. And, um, when I felt that I was at a point where I could be happy 
without being married and out and without needing that happiness from somebody else, that's when I decided I was ready to get married. Um, and I, I'm glad that, you know, I had gotten proposals before him and I'm glad that like something happened where it just didn't, uh, come in, you know, materialize because I don't think I was ready to get remarried. Um, you know, we met because he's in the export industry. So our work, uh, we deal with the same line of work and, um, and the poor man was after me for like a year. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't give up. So I was like, okay, let me just give him a chance. And I'm so glad I did. Cause mashallah, like he's better than I could have ever expected. He treats me right. And, um, all the things that we should be looking for in a healthy relationship he provides. So, um, I'm glad that, you know, subhanAllah, like timing is everything. And I wasn't ready to get married before. And, I'm glad it happened when it did. That's amazing, Lisa, honestly, because there's always like the silver lining in every hardship, because like you said, you went through that dark moment in your life and then you found Verona and you met your husband through that. So I truly commend you for all the work that you've done for our community. Thank you for being like the success story that we needed for other women. And honestly, it's much needed and people need to hear. You're a huge inspiration for a lot of people. And it's it's amazing what you've been able to do. So I really hope all of our listeners come out, support you, support the Michigan store. And if you don't live in Michigan, Macy's.com. Yeah. That's right. Macy's.com slash Corona. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, girl. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to us and inshallah, we see you in more success stories and more yes, stores and, and more retails Macy's, and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Inshallah. All right, girl. Talk to you later. Thank you.